Hello and welcome to the Great Park Hop. My name is Julian James and still joining us live from the Hall Cave, where he's about to tell us what he's most looking forward to trying at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival when he's there in October. The man, the myth, the legend, Henry Hall. Hey! Every other week we get together to discuss the latest and greatest theme park news, happenings, and burning topics from the lands of Disney, Universal, and beyond before launching into things. We always like to note that Henry works at the Walt Disney Company. As always, though, his opinions are fully his own. So what is it, Henry? What's the what's the big item you're ready to stuff into that mouth of yours? Well, one of the booths actually has like corned beef. So anybody who knows me and my love for corned beef, I have to always try anything that is corned beef. So I'm going to, I'm looking forward to this like smoked corned beef with crispy potatoes. So uh, it's, it's just like so much. Um, the smoked corned beef with crispy potatoes. I think it has like cheese curd, pickled onions, and beer cheese fondue. Oh my god, just crazy! Plus, they have this like uh, this cheese pass or something that you go to like these certain you get certain entrees that are cheese based, and they'll give you a stamp. And at the end, if you got all the stamps, they'll give you like a special like like cheesecake dessert. Yeah, it's going to probably take a couple of days because cheese, (laughs) cheese, you know, sits in your stomach like a rock, but it's so good that you can't, you have to try, you have to eat it anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be. Henry Hall is saying challenge accepted. (laughs) So expect a report on that, uh, that final cheesecake. Later in yeah, October. I might actually need your help and, and the wife's help to finish <laughs> off all those cheese cheese dishes. <laughs> there we go, man. That, that, that's my kind of uh, tag team challenge right there. Well, I mean, I figured that we're all going to probably wind up having like, I mean, this is what me and the wife did, of course, when we went to Avengers Campus. We get like three dishes and then we're each having like part of that dish. So, yeah, I mean... That way we all get to enjoy it. It's just going to be less of that, but something similar. Because she's always going to offer me something that she's eating. There you go. The key is like a lot of little bites, right? Yeah, but there's there's a lot of heavy dishes in there. Like, you know, anything with like cheese and noodles and and rice and and meat. Because the wife is really looking forward to, uh, there's, I think in the Australian uh, dish, uh, their uh, booth, there's a, uh, uh, there's a lamb chop and she definitely wants that. There, there is a lot to look forward to, man. But, uh, but speaking of really heavy with lots of meat, Henry, have you seen the jungle cruise yet? Yes. <laughs> no. You watched the no. movie? I, I was, you haven't seen I it? was going to go. Uh, I mean, I'm waiting till the, Theaters to like clear out and whatnot, and then maybe we'll go see it. Mm. We splurged on the Disney premiere access because why not? We, you know, what are you going to do? In the mood for a good movie last night. Nothing too serious. We wanted something really ridiculous. And uh, I mean, it definitely delivered the Jungle Cruise. I'm talking about it definitely delivered 
on the ridiculous front. It is ridiculous. Uh, mostly not in a good way, but I won't, I won't spoil it too much. It, it, it is what it is, but one question popped into my mind that, uh, that I wanted to, I just wanted to throw your way because this kind of confused me a little bit, but, uh, you know, firsthand that part of the jungle cruise renovations that they've been doing is, is to kind of, uh, update some of maybe these culturally in, you know, uh, culturally sensitive, uh, I should say culturally insensitive areas of the ride and and included in that was the removal of that of, of pretty much all of the native scenes right yeah yet in the movie there's like plenty of natives there's like a whole scene of the movie involving natives i just found it crazy that it was like wait a second you remove it from the ride but it's like good to go for the movie. yeah i don't know i mean that's kind of weird and like i'm totally cool with like removing all of the uh culturally insensitive stuff and updating like certainly not my issue but uh it was just one of those like wait what (laughs) strange anything let's get some synergy going here yeah but yeah i'd I'd say overall jungle cruise maybe maybe wait till it comes free to uh to disney plus i don't know i mean the rock is is fun and all but there's a lot of other venues that you can check the rock out yeah, I mean, even just looking at like the trailer, normally I avoid the trailers, but uh, it's just been all over the place, so it's hard to just avoid any of that. Uh, it, it looks like there's just a lot of stuff going on, which can be yeah. bad because then it it loses focus and it's hard to like really tell what's supposed to you know what are they supposed to be doing what's where's the story going and they just have so much stuff going on so yeah i could see that it's an accurate that's an accurate uh uh assessment of the movie for sure first of all it's like over two hours which is insane like that this movie does not need to be over two hours and they definitely are, are trying hard for that parts of the caribbean formula but uh but yeah you know it, it is what it is like you know for uh, for kind of like a fun, forgettable kind of uh, cheese ball movie, it was okay. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna you know in a few months it'll be out on Disney Plus. Might be a little easier to swallow at that point. You know, I hate to say it. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because for some reason, all these movies that were delayed because of the pandemic are like they're finally releasing, and it just feels like a lot of them just really are not delivering. Like it feels like they should be better, yeah. and I, I've been so disappointed in the movies that I've I've seen, or like uh, I wouldn't say like disappointed or just more underwhelmed. Some of them I was disappointed in. Mortal Kombat I was totally disappointed in, especially since they had two two previous movies, so they have you know an idea of what worked and what didn't work, and that movie was just yeah terrible i couldn't believe that was supposed to go to theaters and then uh <laughs> and then uh godzilla versus kong i i enjoyed it but i just i still felt kind of underwhelmed because there was so few monsters other uh kaiju other than like godzilla and kong um and i was disappointed in the mecha godzilla design but uh it just didn't wow me as much as it should have yeah, not a not a great summer movie season. I mean, 
beyond even just, you know, the fact that we're still in a pandemic here. But yeah, it's uh, nothing really setting the world on fire here. But uh, speaking of just kind of setting the world on fire in terms of just news coming out, there were a few news stories here that we could talk about in the, in the last two weeks. But really, there was a big one, right? Like, hey, sure, we could talk about how Joe Biden's been uh, added to the Hall of Presidents here. That's all great. Could talk about how indoor mask mandates are now returning to U.S. Disney parks. It's mandated. Recommended at uh, Universal Parks, but mandated at Disney parks. So that's a thing. Uh, you know, yeah, we've got an, uh, an announcement around Exorcist and Curse of Pandora's Box being confirmed as houses going to Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood. Yeah, those stories happened. That's all news that happened. But the big kahuna... The big one that came out and actually dropped today. We got a little preview that it was coming yesterday. Dropped today. We're filming this on Tuesday. Is about Disneyland's new annual pass holder system, which is now called the Magic Key Program, Henry. That is just even the fact that it's announced now. That was like came out of nowhere. I think I was expecting something a little later in the year, right? Yeah, I think I was expecting that they wouldn't announce it until they had a new uh, fast pass system in place. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, if if that was. I think I was. I'm in the same boat. That was an expectation of mine. Definitely disappointed if you were expecting that. <laughs> like us, no mention of fast pass. But we'll we'll get into into the big kind of hits and misses here. I mean, just as like a high-level preview, right? And talking about what was announced. So we have four levels in total that were announced as part of this new program. Good to know that all all of these uh, levels are all reservation-based and using kind of like the, the old flex pass system where you can have a certain amount of reservations out at a time. Reservations can be for uh, a, a single park, so either Disneyland or California Adventure, or you could also select both parks. And, and if you select both parks, it's using the current park hopper system. So you have to choose where your starting park is, and then you won't be able to actually go to that second park until after 1 p.m. So little of the little of the current process that's going in there mixed with uh, mixed with kind of that old flex pass system. So that's going to be in place for everything. Um, everything has some sort of merch and dining discount. That's that's kind of old old news if you uh, have any experience with the old AP program. Uh, and then surprisingly, this one this one was a big shocker to me monthly payments are still an option. I think a lot of people were talking about this. There was no way that this was going to happen where you could choose to pay monthly rather than kind of one lump sum because the whole idea is they're trying to really get that money up front and trying to uh, really kind of limit the types of people that are taking part in this program uh, so that you don't have just the park flooded with locals at all times caveat with that, of course, is that this monthly payment system is only going to be available to California residents. So all of those Arizonans that you're, uh, you're big fans of Henry, they're out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I was thinking the same thing that they were at least trying to like limit them, but I guess since they're going to have the reservation system still, that's how they're going to just 
you know, limit people coming into the park and whatnot. So I guess totally. uh, I don't think yeah. they have to do that through uh, limiting uh, sales of, you know, of their annual passes or magic keys. Yeah, exactly. And with that, they've got two systems, two kind of levers that they can pull to limit crowd size, right? So there's the number of reservations that are available to pass holders on a given day. I'm assuming that they're going to break out reservations for pass holders as their own kind of tier. But then there's also just the blackout days. <laughs> they're already there, yeah. right? So we're going to talk about how those blackout days are kind of propagating throughout the various different levels. But yeah, they've got they've got some methods at their uh, disposal that they can use to really kind of tighten down on who they're letting in and when. It's a good point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting of like how, like I was expecting a little bit more from this at, at least. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm t- I totally am with you. Like, so uh, let's go through this and we can, we can kind of hash out our initial feelings here. So at, at, at that entry level, they're calling it the Imagine Key. It's four hundred dollars, or or I should say, it's three ninety nine, uh, or nineteen dollars per month for twelve months with one seventy nine down. So, uh, so uh, that also allows you to hold two park reservations at a time. You get ten percent off dining and merch, uh, and then weekends, holiday weeks. And the summer months are all blacked out. So, of course, you're you're going to be pretty limited in terms of finding those days uh, if you're a SoCal. This is like the new SoCal pass, right? Yeah. You're not going to be able to just up and go to Disneyland on a weekend anymore. It, that is not possible with this pass. Well, I think uh, what I saw, like at least as far as blackout dates with these things, with these all these Magic Keep, program past programs is that they didn't have as many blackout dates but i think i think that's because you know it makes you get this sense that uh that you don't have many blackout dates but they're going to black you out a different way maybe not visually like it's going to just be blacked out because of uh the limited numbers of reservations that they're going to do so it's not something you can you know, it looks good from a way to get you to buy the pass, but it's kind of misleading in a way, I think. Sure. I mean, we have no visibility into how many reservations are there for each park, mm-hmm. right? And this is especially the case while they're not in 100% capacity. Um, I will say, though, for this initial level, this Imagine Key, there are a lot of blackout dates. Like literally every weekend pretty much is completely blacked out. Yeah. So, and then there are like plenty of week, full weeks that are blacked out. Uh, June, July, most of August is all blacked out. So yeah, there's there's definitely, uh, if if this is your key of choice, you've, you've got some flexibility in terms of your uh, your schedule, I guess, if you're, <laughs> if you're going on weekends. Uh, but yeah, so if that is not doing it for you, the first kind of level that's available to everyone that's not a SoCal pass uh, holder, or SoCal resident, or person that lives in Southern California, uh, they have the Enchant Key, which is $649 or $40 per month for 12 months with that down payment. You could hold up to four park reservations at a time, still 10% off dining and merch. 
Uh, and in this case, some weekends, most holiday weeks and summer months are still all blacked out. So a little bit more access for a little bit more cash. Uh, and, you know, for people like us, if we want a fa- if we want a, uh, a magic key, that's, that's going to be the level that we go for. Uh, then there's the believe key for $949 or $65 per month for 12 months with a down payment there. You can hold up to six park reservations at a time. You get 10% off dining and, uh, you get 10% off dining and merch and then it's 50% parking, 50% off parking. Yeah. Here, it's mostly Saturdays that are uh, Saturdays that are blacked out. Then you have a couple of holiday weeks that are blacked out. Uh, but generally, it's a little bit more open. So I think, I think people that want maybe a little bit more flexibility in terms of when they can go to their park, go to the parks, that may be the one that I think a lot of people are going to shoot for. If, uh, if not the... That entry level imagine key. I don't know. We'll see though. Uh, and then, then we have the big the 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 uh, then we have the the top of the line here, the dream key for one hundred one thousand three hundred ninety nine or one hundred two per month for twelve months with down payment. Uh, there you can hold up to six park reservations at a time. You're at twenty percent off merch, fifteen percent off dining, parking, totally included. This is this is the big. The big difference, too, uh, that I think perhaps a lot of really local people might be going for, because that's a pretty big incentive there, especially when it's $25. I believe that's where it's at uh, for the parking lot for a day right now at Disney. Uh, And then you have no blackout dates for the parks. So completely wide open. Go whenever you want. But again, you need those park reservations um, in place. So just a couple of other kind of small little details with this. So passes actually aren't even going on sale until the end of the month on the 25th. And then once you buy it on the 25th, you can start using it immediately. So I expect that that 25th is going to be a very busy day. Uh, If you're able to actually get through, I'm expecting Henry that online queue is going to be popping. (laughs) It always is. It always is. Oh my God. Yeah. There's going to be people stuck all day on it. Um, and then they have another incentive. If you purchase within the first 66 days, because it's the 66th birthday anniversary of Disneyland just recently, um, guests will receive a welcome package containing quote, unique items such as a premium braided, uh, sorry, premium branded pin, celebratory button, magnet, and more. So who knows what's going to be in there other than that. Um, guests are also going to be able to upgrade unused tickets that they've already purchased. So obviously this is a big question and concern from people because they've opened up reservations for so late into the year at this point. Uh, you know, what happens if you've already purchased tickets for later in the year, but you also want to, you know, use, uh, you, you also want to take part in this magic key program. Sounds like you won't be able to, if you have like multiple tickets, you may not be able to do that, but at least one ticket, whoever's getting that magic key can use that purchase ticket. As long as you haven't already cashed it in, you'll be able to use that. And the former process was called like bridging. You'll be able to bridge that ticket and, uh, and, uh, you pay the difference basically. Yeah. I think one of the, 
one of the things that I saw as a as a hack to get a discount on your magic key is to to find it buy a ticket uh you know a three day ticket or something at a discount price and uh yes. and then apply that to your magic key but of course the discounts generally isn't that that big it's like maybe fifteen dollars off which you know the cost of these things is not a super huge savings but i guess it is a saving especially if you have to buy like four of them or something like that um but yeah yeah for sure that's what i used to do when i used to i mean that was that was how i got my last flex pass was mm. i uh had the, a discount ticket from undercover tourist i think i even went like i got like a three-day ticket only went two of the days and then was like well it doesn't even because i think the three-day got me early mm -hmm. entry um but it was like, I'm not going to go that third day, but I'll still be able to use that value to, to bridge up to a flex pass. So yeah, you can, you can definitely get creative, save a little bit of money here. Be interesting to see if that process works. I'm assuming it would, but man, I wouldn't be surprised if you start getting those, uh, those stories from people that go up with their undercover tourist or, you know, get away, want to get away today, uh, discount tickets. And they're like, sorry, we're not doing that anymore. You have a third party ticket only bridging and upgrading tickets officially purchased through the Disney, uh, Disney official channel. No, no. Like, oh no. I think they'll probably will. Cause I mean, it's not that big of a, not that big of a savings that, you know, they're not going to want to sweat it for that little bit of difference in price. But I mean, we'll that's see. true. Well, we'll see. I think, I, like I said, I, I'm hopeful. I think you're probably right, but. Hope for the best, expect the worst, right? That's especially these days with uh, the way things are going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then one other quick little nugget before we we start hashing through all of this. Um, so not to be outdone, uh, or I guess not to just kind of go silently into the night here. Disney World also announced that uh, they'll be starting up their annual pass sales, again, uh, by the time that the 50th anniversary rolls around, that start date is October 1st. So there's a little bit of, there's a little bit more time for uh, a little bit of wiggle room for them to work with, uh, for them to start resuming their passes. They've been renewing passes. So I think probably we're not going to see any major changes in their system. Certainly not the way that we're seeing it at Disneyland. But uh, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna resume as well. So another step uh, towards normalcy between all of the parks. But Henry, magic key, dude. What is uh, what's the hot take? I mean, I mean, it just feels like this the same annual pass, just with uh, fewer like fewer of the perks. Because when we got it, when we bought our last annual pass. Uh, before we got, uh, before I got married, our annual pet, we got the, like the second to the top tier of the annual passes. And it had the free parking included in that one. Mm. And it had the better discounts too. So it had a, a little, the slightly better discounts than what they're giving. I think this, this one now. So it looks like it's pretty much the same thing as before. It's just, it just has less, uh, less to it. Um, they're charging you more yeah. for less, basically. And <laughs> and uh, I think you know, uh, yeah. I mean, 
Which isn't, yeah, a surprise. I think they said that to look forward to, um, you know, possible new changes, but because these, this came out now, I don't think they're going to tie in any of that, the new fast pass, paid fast pass system to, to the magic keys, which I think would have been a nice way of like sweetening the deal with something that's like, actually use use uh like useful um but uh you know i don't i don't think they're going to do it at this point just because i think you, they might get a lot of uh like uh backlash from people who may have bought it earlier on and maybe the lower tier doesn't get it and the upper tier gets it or the lower the lower tier gets enough of what you wanted and people are going to want that one so they don't want people to have to be changing stuff around so i just, i don't think that's going to happen at this point yeah the the only thing i could think of that that maybe could change with that is that uh, they do it similar to the way that it uh, Max Pass was handled with lower annual passes, uh, you know, before closure in the old AP program. Basically, it was a paid option, so you could pay. I don't know. I forget what oh, it was. Pay like an add-on, two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It was an add-on, and so then you could basically just do the math on your own to decide, like, it, am I going to go enough? Uh, and, and, you know, actually use this system enough for it to make financial sense for me to add this kind of like flat add-on fee. Um, so I could see them doing something like that. But yeah, that just generally that not being included because that was for higher tier passes anyway. Max Pass was a yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and Photo Pass, which, uh, yeah, which right, isn't exactly. included at all. And that's still something going. So it's just like, it's weird that that wasn't included at all. Uh, since it seems like something yeah. that would be kind of like a cheap thing, the incentive to that they could throw in there, but they definitely, it feels like they're, they want as much out of you as they can, especially when it comes to like parking <laughs> where, I mean, it's like 25 bucks a day and it's really going to just maybe one person. So like, you know, you might get like four, like, you know, magic key owners in one car. So that would only be $25. So it's technically kind of like, you know, they're not going to get that much out of you, but they want that, that parking money. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That adds up, man, over time. I, I mean, I guess there's the 50%, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely true. Um, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, it feels it does feel weird. Like I could see them doing, you know, yeah, just an an added bonus. But the question that I kept on asking myself while I was going through um, this initial announcement, you know, was that statement that Shapik had made to shareholders, where he had said, like, "Hey, when uh, you know this new system is released, you know, whatever that was, a few months ago." Uh, but when we do release it, the real focus is going to be returning additional value to the shareholders. Um, and so, I mean, I guess that's what this is doing, right? Like everything is more expensive and you're right. Like unless you get the highest of the high tier, then yeah, parking's not fully included. There's no 
fast pass or max pass benefits or anything like that. And everything is just gets the usual Disney price bump. It doesn't seem like to, to your point, it doesn't seem like such a radical departure that it's going to be like a significant difference in terms of what the, the shareholder return is going to be. But I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading that incorrectly. Well, I think what it, it probably is, uh, is that, you know, all these people who were, you know, in Southern California who had held off on actually like going to Disneyland are going to get these, are going to get these annual passes now and they're going to have to pay more. I mean, they're going to pay more, get less. And then when they go to the park, they're going to have to pay more. So it it definitely feels like, yeah, it, it, I I can see, you know, how they're returning for the shareholders now because because the the prices of these uh, of the magic key is definitely up, but then also you're not getting as good a value out of it, so you're just you're going to yeah. wind up paying more anyway. So, so that's where they're getting, you know, the return for the shareholders. Well, and it's like the the it seems like when looking at these side by side, the biggest value pieces previously that felt like maybe not necessarily that you were getting a deal or like a good deal or like a ton of value, but you did feel like, oh, this is, I'm going to get my money's worth here. Like a lot of those specific features. So uh, no blackout dates or parking or, uh, you know, yeah, max pass, any of that kind of stuff. Like that stuff seems like it shifted all to higher tiers, right? Yeah. (laughs) Totally. For instance, like, uh, you know, that max, uh, the, sorry, the flex pass was like such an insane value, especially if you weren't a local, right? Because it was, Hey, for at least when I got mine, it was 500. I want to say it went up to like 550, maybe 600 right before the closures. Mm -hmm. But regardless, um, you know, it was like, Hey, you can have two reservations out at a time, and you can't book those reservations until 30 days out, but there are no blackout dates. Like with with like maybe a couple of days, but generally speaking, it, the schedule was like wide open. And I never had any issue within a 30-day window, you know, booking out the days that I was interested in going. Um, and so it was like, it really did feel like an, a crazy value when you were thinking about it. Uh, and of course, like it was, it was crazy of me to think that that was going to ever last for, for too long. But, uh, you know, looking at the equivalent of that, that's that kind of whatever that is, that's the enchant key, which is that $649 price point. So it's a little bit more expensive. And to your point, there are now like significant blackout dates, uh, to the point that it's kind of like, oof, man, like. Uh, I don't know now, like as an out-of-stater, maybe if I was or, or not an out-of-stater, but as an out-of-towner, uh, you know, like maybe if I was more local, it could make a little bit more sense because I could have a little bit more flexibility, but that's just not the case, right? So now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, okay, I, maybe that doesn't make that much sense if I really want to, you know, get a little bit more flexibility in terms of the days that I I could go, then I guess I got to go up to the next level, which is nine fifty. So that's, you know, another $300. Um, it's like how many times because I'm an out of town or like how many times am I going to go to the 
park in a year before I can make it worth that. So now it's like, whereas before, um, you know, the flex pass was a pretty easy decision to make of like, yeah, I'll just go with this and I'll be good to go. Now it's like, do I even get this magic key or do I just go for those solo days? I mean, I really have to, I really have to think about how many days in a year I'm going to, I'm going to actually be able to make it down to the park. Yeah. I think the thing, um, I'm also surprised they didn't like make some kind of like, uh, like mention of, or add anything where like, Hey, you know, with this past, cause like, I mean, one of the things you, you, we have to take into consideration is we still have, you still have to make park reservations. So something that they could have, like you could have the top, top tier where there's no blackout dates, but you may still not get a reservation because reservations are just all booked up and, you know, so you can't go with your top tier pass that you're paying a lot of money for. I'm surprised they didn't like throw in anything like you will have like preferential or we will have like a special like uh, um, amount of of reservations for Magic Key members. They didn't make any kind of mention of that. So you're basically still kind of lumped in with everybody else uh, as far as like, uh, you know, your likelihood of getting a reservation. But uh Yeah. You know, yeah, and and I definitely see that the, a lot of the availability on, a, especially the lower passes, are all weekdays. So you you got to have to go on a weekday. But I mean, I think yeah. uh, I want to say it looked like the you know blackout dates were less. There were less blackout dates with these, but I mean, you have to take into consideration that you still have to have reservations. So there's, there's a way you could still get blacked out, uh, even yep. with these, uh, you know, the annual pass. Even though it doesn't look like you would get blacked out, you could still get blacked out. So I don't know. It it definitely doesn't. It definitely seems like it's not as good a deal as they were before. But um, I mean, they're still going to make money. I'm just surprised they didn't give like they didn't have more like kind of like the like little things for as incentives, but they also didn't like mention anything about add-ons. I'm surprised they didn't just say that we're going to have add-ons and stuff to it, which would actually be a smart thing to include. Or maybe they will. And they just never mentioned it. Yeah. I'm, uh I'm sure they will. I mean, this was, again, like just going back to a lot of those statements that were made, I think it was Ken Potrock, president of Disneyland, that was talking about how they're looking for ways to, you know, when he was first talking about this program, they're looking for ways to make it a little bit more flexible in terms of adding aspects of your experience that you really enjoy and that that's kind of what you that's kind of what you pay for. So I have a feeling that yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna start seeing a lot more add-ons and a lot more kind of like individualized um kind of options that can be chosen and fast pass, perfect example mm-hmm. of that. Um speaking though of what you know you're you were talking about just with that reservation system, it, it is worth kind of uh, it, 
just really breaking it down just a little bit more even because it really is the biggest kind of shift in terms of how these passes are all going to be handled, right? And in terms of as a, you know, pass holder or key holder, or whatever <laughs> the term is now, uh, you know, it, it, it completely does change the way that you go about utilizing your your kind of pass in the system, right? Because before it used to just be like, hey, want to go down to Disneyland for the day? Like, or, you know, want to go grab lunch at Disneyland? Like, yeah, sure. And then you'd roll down to Disneyland, flash them your, your pass. And, you know, I guess assuming that they weren't at capacity, which probably not going to be, you know, you were just welcomed in. Like, no problem. You could do those quick drop-ins. You could do those kind of spur-of-the-moment uh, uh, trips down to Disneyland that's just not possible anymore, right? Not only is it possible because of, as you pointed out, yeah, the reservation system that uh, presumably might be a little bit of a challenge if you're trying to go on day of, might be a little bit difficult because, uh, you know, people are already at the parks. They've already booked in advance. Uh, so not only are you going to be able to do that, but you're limited to the amount of reservations that you could have. And I believe it was like 90-day window in terms of when... Mm -hmm you could book out, right? Yeah. So it's not even like you could book out the year. Uh, if you're an out-of-stater and you're planning a trip and, you know, let's say you go to Disneyland pretty frequently, it makes it a little bit harder where you can't really pull the trigger until 90 days out because you want to make sure that you're locking in those days. And maybe, maybe once things are at 100% capacity, it's a little bit easier, but... I mean, you know, even now where it's still relatively kind of a lower key experience, I guess maybe that even that's not the case. I've heard, I've heard it's pretty it's ever since, uh, ever since, uh, well, ever since what, 4th of July, it's, it's supposed to be pretty packed. It was packed when you were there, right? Uh, it was pretty busy, but I wouldn't say it was packed. It still was below what peak would be in, uh, in July. I mean, in July, it, it would be like, there would be so many like strollers and stuff. You would be like, you know, you would be bumper to bumper to people. And there's definitely a lot. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a lot of like easy, like to move around and stuff. So um, I'd say sure. it, it was still below like what a normal July would be. Um, but I did hear that. Yeah. Like, after we went, it's been getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it it's just, that is like, it just that change in and of itself. I guess that's two changes, right? You have to use the reservation system and you're limited with how many reservations you can have out at a time and, and how far in advance you can actually book. Those changes have completely altered the way and, and just altered your approach as a pass holder to kind of visit the park. Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty substantial. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, it will be interesting to see how people feel about it. Obviously I'm sure there's going to be some growing pains where Disney on, on their end is going to have to figure out where's that sweet spot. Um, because you're right. Like, man, if you shell out for that top tier pass, and you're having problems finding reservations on those dates you want, <laughs> or you have to, you have to really plan out like, you know, 30 days in advance, let's say, uh, 
that's pretty brutal, man. That's pretty rough. Uh, so, jeez, man. Yeah, I don't yeah know. well, you know what? I mean, I think the really comes down to is that, like, those top, like, people, if you're not a local, I mean, you could still be in California, but you're not, you know, you can't just, like, you're not in the immediate, like, an hour to two hours away from the park. More than likely, you're going to have to yeah. get one of the top two uh, magic key, you know, if you're a local, you're probably going to get one of the two lower, uh, lower tier. Uh, so, I mean, just so that you can have the flexibility of, cause I mean, if you're coming from out of town, uh, you're probably going to stay longer. So having more reservations is going to be something that's going to be on your mind and having, you know, the zero blackout dates is also going to be something you're going to want. But, uh, I mean, I think that's always been what it's been like. I mean, the, the target for like those t- upper tiers are for people who are out of, out of the area and the lower tiers are for people who are in the area. Although like some of the people yeah. we know, uh, at least one of the people we know and who live in the area, I think he wants, he was talking about the, pass that would like be his the ideal for him and his family would be the second to the highest tier but i mean even though they are making probably pretty good money uh they are even saying it's kind of expensive uh proposition sure well yeah yeah. well and i think i think there were people certainly that were local that did get higher passes just so that they could drop in whenever they wanted um Maybe if, and and then you're right, there were locals that did go for the lower end of the, uh, the kind of pass too. And then, you, you know, you could really strategize if you had multiple people with multiple passes. You could get one person with a high tier, others with a lower tier so that you could, like you were saying, get that parking. But, um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, making such a, making a much wider difference, right, between that SoCal at 400 compared to the you know top of the line where you have no blackouts which is that dream key for 1400 that's a thousand dollar difference is like so substantial um you know that it's quite possible kind of like what you're saying that you're gonna maybe have you're still of course gonna have people that are local that are gonna splurge for the top tier but you probably are gonna have less than you did before right especially now that you have flex pass pretty much neutered, right? Like flex pass is pretty much dead uh, or you didn't have blackouts. Like that would have been perfect if you were a local, relatively easy to do. Uh, and you could go most of the year. So, um, so now that that's no longer the case, you probably are going to have less locals that are, that are just wide open um, in terms of where their blackout dates are. Certainly again, like this is just going back to those comments you know, and, and, and at least what has been hinted at, I mean, one of the big goals and maybe one of the big frustrations of the previous pass, uh, annual passes was that the parks would get so flooded with locals. And I mean, this goes to like the whole Chapit comment about trying to get even more value to shareholders. There was this idea that, yeah, people that were coming in, like what you were saying, those out-of-staters 
that maybe we're going to spend more on those annual passes and would actually visit for multiple nights are going to be the ones that are going to, that are going to spend the most money in park as opposed to the locals that are just coming for an evening or coming for a single day every so often. Um, and that have access to the park whenever they want to, like it, it seems like that they've been hinting, maybe even hinting is, is, is not strong enough of a word. They've been pretty adamant about uh, the fact that they really are going for those people that are going to spend more money at the parks and be in the parks longer. And maybe that's what this helps to. Yeah. Well, I think they, I think, you know, this, that's why they, I mean, if you look at how these like uh, magic keys are working, like, um, cause the uh, people who are out of staters or even just out of the area that are going to spend uh, money on the these like upper tier uh, like magic keys they're gonna they're gonna stay they're probably gonna make fewer trips but when they go they're gonna go for longer they're gonna spend a lot of money at one time but the people who get the the lower magic keys they're not gonna spend as much in their visits they're probably gonna visit more often but what they're doing is they're taking fewer, di- they're taking more discounts away. They're getting, you're getting fewer yeah. discounts and having to pay more. So over time, those people with the lower uh, magic keys are going to wind up spending almost, I mean, they're going to sp- spend more just because they're not going to get as many benefits out of it. So they're, you're, they're squeezing more money out of those lower tiers than they did before. So, you know, you have in the long run, they're forcing them to spend more. So, I mean, I don't know if they'll ever get to the point of what those people with the more expensive annual passes are. But, you know, as one of our friends pointed out, with those expensive annual passes, you literally need to be making visits like uh, at least visit like once a month for it to be worth uh, the, the cost for you. So yeah, you, you have to really be using those, uh, annual pass, uh, those magic keys when you get them. Yeah. Well, I, the, the other thought that I had and then just kind of speaking of those top tier passes where you really have to visit the parks like crazy in order to get the most value. It, do you think that there is any chance whatsoever that the former Premier Pass that gave you access to both Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World, any chance whatsoever that that's going to come back? Or is that dead? Well, I never, uh, I don't want to say, you know, it will never come back. But I think <laughs> at this point, yeah. it's not. Uh, there may be just yeah. too many, like, um, like, I think, what might make that difficult in a way? I mean, they could definitely do it, but I think one thing that they're going to probably try and avoid use having that is that, you know, as long as you, if you don't have it, there's going to still be people who are going to want to visit both parks. So you, they just wind up having to buy two annual passes, you know, or magic keys in annual pass. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I mean, and then you have, you know, after going through the system for us doing these reservations and stuff uh, for our trip coming up, uh, 
their systems between Disneyland and, and the Magic Kingdom and, and well, Disney World Resorts, so all those parks, they really are different systems. So I, I don't know yes. if, you know, if they had like one system between the, the, the parks, the two coasts, that might be an easier thing to, to bridge. But right now, I, that would be a, a, a pain in the neck to have to deal with. So I don't know if that's something that's going to come back now with the, the with the reservation systems right now in place, which more likely aren't going away. Um, so I don't think there's really any incentive for for Disney to do that pass anymore at this point. Uh, I think yeah. they make more money if they don't. So, yes, <laughs> sure, certainly. <laughs> Uh, at least for the time being, you know, uh, travel, I think, is is still at a lower kind of, uh, you know, clip than it has been before. So probably chances of uh, a lot of people going back and forth between parks a little bit less right now. But, yeah, your, your overall point, I think, is is spot on where it's just they're they're not looking for lots of ways to give you a ton of added value at this point. It's really like, hey are you a fan of the theme parks? How big of a fan are you? (laughs) Are you a $1,400 fan? Uh, Maybe, maybe you are, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I, it's really hard for me to look at these and be like, yeah, this is, uh, this is something that makes sense. Again, if I was a local, maybe that might be different. Um, If I had tons of, you know, uh, uh, income that I just needed to, to burn immensely. Or if I was down, if I was down in that area regularly, then yeah, that might make sense. But, um, but yeah, it's like I said, it's with all of the blackout dates on some of these lower passes, it's just, it's very hard to justify. Yeah. I mean, I think is like when we got our last, uh, when we last got the annual pass, we made, like I think three trips down to Disneyland at that time, and it was worth it because we had three trips, yeah. and they were, and we had the uh, really really long one when we were there for our uh, for our uh, honeymoon. So I mean, it was definitely worth it for that. And but you know, we we definitely did the math to see like what would we need to how many times we'd have to go to make this worthwhile. And, uh, so I think, uh, you know, it's just gonna, I think a lot of people are going to find it. It's not worth it to get them, but then I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of people in the area who are going to, who are going to, you know, snap these up, but it's, it's still, you know, in the end, you know, Disney is offering these, uh, an annual pass system where Disney's just giving you less and you're paying more. And it, I think none of us are like surprised that I think I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't at, offer like a little bit more. Cause this feels very, very, very yeah. uh, cut, you know, very stripped down in some regards compared to the previous uh, offered annual passes. 
So while they're saying magic key, I mean, they, I guess they're saying that there's going to, I think they made it kind of, uh, you know, they, they purposely made this like, and we're going to have all this extra, we're going to have extra stuff for you, uh, in the parks and they kept it purposely vague. So you go like, well, what is that? What is that extra stuff? What is the stuff that they're going to add on? But they didn't tell you what it is. So they, you know, they can make you seem, make it seem like there's going to be more stuff to come and just not give it to you, but, uh, you know, (laughs) give you anything extra. I mean, other than the stuff that they told you, um, I guess, you know, Hey, you know, if you got this uh, magic key, you can buy this extra merch, but they're not really giving you anything. (laughs) They're giving you the opportunity to spend more money. Uh, So, and it's like, they're, there really isn't a better time for an announcement like this, where it's like, Hey, welcome to the new AP program where we're giving you less for more. Uh, there's no better time for it because like you think about it, uh, you know, we've been without AP, the annual pass programs for a while at this point, uh, people are already used to using a reservation system. So it's not like, hey, here's a new reservation system for annual pass holders. It's like, no, no, that's a reservation system that's already in place. You've probably already used it and everyone has to go through it anyway. So it's not even like specific to annual pass holders. But of course, they're more than happy to utilize it. Uh, and then also like it's long enough of a of a gap here where where people that previously were annual pass holders have now gotten a little taste of what it's like to go back to being single ticket holders, right? And how expensive that is and how much of a change of a feeling that is all of a sudden uh, have to pay each and every time you go through those gates. So, uh, you know, all of a sudden it seems like it's maybe not so bad because like, oh, remember these annual passes? Uh, wouldn't you rather just pay one lump sum rather than pay each time you go through the uh, the gates and enter the park? Like, I think there's a lot of people that, that maybe are going to say, yeah. Yeah. And I think also people are, you know, those, especially those annual pass holders, they want to be treated special and uh, they want something special. <laughs> so, you know, that's I think going to also be a, a driver for those people, but I mean, because you know they're going to get rid of the uh, with the magic key system. That means they're not going to have the legacy pass holder stuff available anymore. So if you're gonna you want to take advantage oh. of that stuff, you're gonna have to get you have to buy a magic key uh, pass. So. Are they going to strip me of my title as a legacy pass holder? Oh, you'll have the you'll have the title, but it'll be meaningless. <laughs> You're not going to get anything oh. for it. You get like a slap on the back and something to me, damn it, Henry. <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, uh, end of an era, new beginning, all of the above. Uh, I wouldn't say new beginning. I'd say it's kind of the same old, same old. Just, just less of it. You know. You know. Just more, just more, like more, more money to spend. They want you to do. <laughs> hey, I, I'm pretty sure that is the uh, that's the Disney Parks motto, man. These days, want your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just about does it for this week. 
Remember, you can catch The Great Park Hop each and every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast service just so happens to be. As always, if you made it this far, you're hopefully enjoying the podcast, so don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and hit that like button. This has been episode 57 of The Great Park Hop, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Until then, stay healthy, everybody. Henry. You take care, big guy. You too. Take care, everybody. I just want my title. That's it. Keep. Uh, let me keep the title. Let me keep the card. I want it in my account so that when I log in, it still says Legacy Passholder Proof B. <laughs> they may let you keep it because it's meaningless at this point.